what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This episode of Creating Wellness Podcast is sponsored by Incredible Edibles in Hickory, North Carolina. Incredible Edibles is the best place to visit to get great tasting food and drinks that benefit your overall wellness. Incredible Edibles offers frozen yogurt, smoothies, and kombucha on tap with a broad array of healthy benefits and snacks and the best CBD products from around the country. Come visit us at our brick and mortar location in the beautiful Holler Mill, where we have COVID-friendly personal life service that includes safe in-store shopping, curbside pickup, and limited distance same-day delivery. Or you can visit us online at IncredibleEdibles.com for online shopping, interesting blog posts, and more information about Incredible Edibles. All right. Well, welcome to the Creating Wellness Podcast. I am here today with Taylor Keys, And let me give you a quick rundown of who Taylor is and uh, what she does. I'm really excited to have her here and talking to us about um, overall wellness and um, in particular wellness around fitness and um, spirituality too. I think that's a big topic I want to touch on today. But Taylor is a certified personal trainer, nutritionist, and CrossFit coach and owner of her own mobile and online training business called TK Training. Taylor holds a bachelor's degree from Lenoron University and accreditations through American College of Sports Medicine, among others. She has over eight years' experience in her field from orthopedic and hospital settings to a variety of fitness and CrossFit classes. Taylor pulls from her experience to give her clients a customized program and educates them how to live a quality life. She believes quality of life starts with an active lifestyle and supportive communities. Again, the name of her business is TK Training, LLC. So welcome, Taylor. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm always excited to sit down and talk with people. Um, So you obviously are a personal trainer and nutrition coach. Mm -hmm. um, And from when we have had conversations before, you clearly have a passion for your work. So tell us a little bit about how you got here and and what your thoughts are. Yes, um, definitely. So um, long story short, um, a lot of my story comes from my childhood. Uh, My father, uh, disabled, had a particular set of circumstances that left him that way. And just through growing up and watching him defy limitations uh, set on him by therapists and doctors, um, I just internalized this drive and passion to want to improve the quality of life of other people. And I saw dad would light up when he would go to do something that people say that he couldn't. Um, And I would light up when he could do it, and I didn't believe that he could. Right. And um, just through just adapting and overcoming through those situations, I think that led me down uh, my various intentions of of career paths um, through athletic training or nursing and finally uh, placing me here where I'm at as a personal trainer and coach. And so uh, I found that – My avenues, whether it be in hospital settings or orthopedic offices, working as a physical therapy technician or CNA, 
um, or assistance to other uh, specialties in the area, I found that with my particular clientele and my training, uh, working at wellness centers or teaching fitness classes, um, that I had more freedom, uh, particularly um, with those people, aside from certain protocols or doctor's orders, things like that, that right. would limit me if I had obtained a licensure. And there's pros and cons to both of those things as well, in which I've learned um, in my experience. Um, but it allows me to pull from my skill sets and my experiences um, and help that client specifically with those needs versus just an order. Whereas if I was a physical therapist, I could only work on that site. Right. Uh, whereas actually getting to the calls um, or particularly maybe advocating for the client or the patient and saying, hey, you need to consult your orthopedic doctor and get an order for your neck because it's not your shoulder, it's your neck. Right. Um, and so conversations such as that um, that can happen uh, in my scope, I'm not treating that area, right. but I can be an advocate for them that hopefully takes care of their overall issue. Um, so, you're, so you're looking, because of kind of this background um, of of nursing and mm -hmm. and you are you recognize that health and wellness is kind of holistic yes it's not necessarily about oh my my neck hurts so i need to do that or you know i really want to get bigger shoulders or my biceps are wimpy or whatever it is right. a holistic approach that you take so can let me just stop you there and and ask you a little bit more um about your dad and what you I mean, you said he he was disabled and he was able to overcome that and kind of um, do things that nobody thought he was able to do. What do you think was in? What do you think allowed him to do that? Um, honestly, I think that something that was evident uh, clearly on is just um, God's intervention, um, God's intervention in his life, saving his life uh, when it didn't make sense. Um, and if any other person would have, I think, been through certain trials or circumstances, uh, it wouldn't have made sense for them to come out on the other side. Mm -hmm. um, but for some reason, dad has and dad does and dad did. And is that his, like is that his belief too? Like yes. God saved him for a, a reason. reason. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think that's what drives me, um, believing that there is a, a greater purpose in it all. Um I believe that just the center of it all is that's what grounds us is our faith and what we believe in, that we believe that we have a purpose, that we believe that we'll accomplish uh, B if we, you know, get through A. Um, mm -hmm. We'll accomplish C if we get through B. Um, and it's just part of that stepping stone, and we have to make it to one thing to get to the next thing. And there's this driving force behind us. And I think a lot of that comes from what we believe in and what we believe about ourselves. Um, and even touching uh, back on, you know, how that starts with an active lifestyle in a community, um, I truly believe that moving your body, um, it has a systemic effect. Like, I think better when I move. Mm -hmm. When I sweat, I'm clear-headed. Um, when I'm involved in communities where I can be transparent and talk uh, about things that are going on or bounce ideas off of one another and be held accountable to those things and be called out on things that I'm doing wrong and, and vice versa, that it drives me forward. It, it creates a chain reaction um, 
just a people around me. Not only is it changing me mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, but it's also changing those that I come in contact with because I'm being changed. Um, and so I think that is where that holistic view comes from. And it started with my childhood, um, seeing that as a driving force, um, my dad's drive, um, his determination when life knocks you down eight times, you get up nine. Right. Um, and I believe that there's something continually driving us as we move forward and propel through um, our journey here on earth. So what's interesting is that when you said, um, you know, you would see your dad get up or defy the odds and you would see him light up, but also you would light up, mm -hmm. you know, and I think you bring that um, to wherever you are. Like you're, you're, you feel um, empowered. You feel, um, I don't know what the word is. I feel like I am. Um, I feel like I have purpose. I feel like I am, uh, com I guess, completing or somehow reaching that purpose that God has for me by by being that for somebody else because right. they in turn are that for me. And so that's the community that I'm talking about. That's the, the holism that I'm talking about is that it's systemic. Um, it's not just because I provide an exercise program for somebody or I provide a nutrition program for somebody, but it's also the relationships that are built through that process and the people that you come in contact with um, in that journey. Right. Um, and it's like it's like um, going to um, a new place for the first time. When you go to a new place for the first time, you meet new people and you, and you network. And those people know people and those people know people. Mm -hmm. And so before long – you know, because it's the small world that it is, uh, sooner or later, somehow you cross paths with people that you've met in that new place. Well, and eat, great, which is great, right? So that's networking and that's kind of um, some coming full circle. But I also think you're, you're talking about this kind of ripple effect, mm -hmm. right? So yes. you, you have this impact, right? Because of who you are, what your energy is, what you're providing, People. So yes, you yes you give them a workout routine, or you give them a you know health, healthy eating options, but you're also giving them validation, and you're giving them connection, and you're giving them belief in themselves, yes. and that is going to then impact the people they. So it's going to change them, yes. and that's going to then impact the people they come in contact with. Exactly. So so that's what you. I mean, that is. I mean. It's, Sounds like that's kind of what your overall belief and goals are to just kind of make these this impact mm -hmm. on a larger body of people. Exactly. I I always say that. Um, I guess my mission statement would be that I never want to leave people the way that I found them, and so I want to leave people better than I found them. Mm -hmm. So, and my clients will tell you, and my family and my friends would tell you that. If somebody's in pain or somebody's got something going on, I do everything that I can in that session to address that issue. Um, or if they have a goal, like if your goal is to work on upper body strength, then I utilize that programming and that time spent programming for that person's session to make sure that I'm meeting that need. Um, so it's push-ups, it's pull-ups, it's rows, um, it's uh, unilateral movements, it's static um, static movements. Um 
And so, or static colds, I should say, um, anything that I can do to implement those things that either fixes as a, so a means of a solution or progresses them into the next step. Mm-hmm. And if I can't do it in that session, or if I find that I'm not meeting that need, then it's then my turn to go and read and educate myself and learn or suggest something outside of my scope mm-hmm. or recommend something outside of my scope, whether it's like an orthopedist or a right. massage therapist or a counselor or whatever it is that their need is, but to still be that advocate and be that encourager and saying it doesn't have to end here. Like it's not a means of an end all be all. Like you have to keep growing and keep progressing, whether that's your muscles or whether that's your mind or whether that's mm-hmm. um, just spiritually that you keep growing and you keep learning um, and it's far surpassed that of a fitness level. Right. Right. So, so you're not just providing, you're not, they're not just coming in and being like, okay, you do this and this and this and this, and then you're done. Right. It is. It's it conversations. It's what do you support? And- yep. It's checking in with them even outside of those sessions saying, how's your week going? Mm-hmm. Or uh, a lot of my clients, they may have like certain family matters and it's saying, Hey, like, let me know if I can do anything for you and mean it. Mm-hmm. Like, do I need to make a meal and bring it to your house because you've lost a loved one? Do I need to stop and pray in the middle of a session because you're having a hard time just getting through this workout and right. you're and you're just emotional and the morning has been hard and the kids are going ape and you can't stand the husband and you want to just like just wring everybody's neck and call it a day. Right. And so sometimes you just have to pause. And you have to be a human being being instead of a human being doing. Right. And it's not about doing everything and, you know, rushing through a workout 60 minutes. Okay, I'm clocking out when time's done. But it's about being human with people. Right. Because I think what you intuitively understand is that the workout or the rows or whatever are not going to do any good. Mm If this person is in crisis or yeah. in a bad headspace yes. or, you know, or these other pieces aren't um, at least in an okay place right? for them. And too, there's a lot of times, and my clients will tell you this, if I find that um, they've had a stressful week or um, there's a means of just other things going on, I will program a specific workout catered to that. So it may mean that uh, their stress looks like they have a lot of aggression. They're really frustrated and they need to get it out. So we're going to do some ball slams and we're going to do some burpees. And we're going to do some box jumps. And we're going to do a lot of power movements that day. Mm-hmm. And we're going to let that out. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, get mad at it, grunt, scream, yell. This is your time to be who you are and let it out. And it gives them that freedom Right. To do what they need to do and still be effective. Yeah. And not take it back into their homes and not take it back into work. Yeah. And sometimes that stress may be, I need a mobility session. I really need you to just uh, do a lot of stretching with me today, a lot of hands-on with me, and I just need something calm and quiet, and I don't want to talk, and I don't want to ask a lot of questions, and I don't want things to be balls to the wall today. I just want to just have a just a movement day. Yeah. And maybe it's light movement. Maybe it's not stretching or mobility. Maybe it's just moving your body uh, in a quality manner and not about being fast and heavy and hard. Right. So so something you just said um, 
triggered a thought in me when you said when they were, when you're talking about mobility and hands-on. Mm-hmm. I would imagine for a lot of people that human touch and that human connection is non-sexual, right. obviously, yes, um, and very supportive and very kind is huge for them. Yes. Like, I think there are a lot of people who don't get enough hugs. There are a mm-hmm. lot of people who just, you know, for whatever reason, um, don't, you know, or they have kids climbing on them all the time. You know, they're like, there's that kind of just gentle, understanding, right. calm touch is probably something that a lot of people don't get other right. places. Right. And definitely, too, with people that they just don't work on mobility. Um, They'll work on their muscles and contracting their muscles, but they don't work on releasing them. Um, And even muscles that are too stretched out um, or too contracted um, that causes them pain, they they don't know what that is. And so to be able to alleviate that, uh, if there's a problem issue or an area that I need to address, I can do that. And I simply ask my client, what do you need from me today? Um, and I'll say, is it your shoulder? Is it your low back? Is it your hips? Um, is your knees bothering you? Mm-hmm. And I can address that area before I leave the session. And that's part of their cool down um, or their ending of their session. So that way I still address the need yeah. uh, before I leave. And then I'll ask them at the end of the session, we'll kind of do like a revisit, like, okay, how does this feel? And I'm very um, just communicative through that. I'm saying, let me know if I hurt you. Or like, if this is too much, let me know or I'll back off or you know, and, and those things right. that I gather um, in a session that I don't want to cause any harm to my client. Right. Um, because they know their bodies. You know, we might be, I might be the professional and I might know things physiologically and anatomically, but at the same time, like, they know what they're receiving. So if they don't feel a stretch and I need to push a little further. Right. Or if I'm not getting to the place that I need to be getting, they need to be able to communicate that to me. Right. And so um, I think that's a lot of times, too, what people in health and fitness and in this industry forget is that though we have head knowledge um, and we implement those things uh, onto our clients and our patients, they still know their bodies. Do you do you find that there are people who are completely out of touch with their body? Very much so. <laughs> yes. Very much so. Um, there is definitely people that don't know their toe from their, their head. And have no idea, like, if they're hungry or thirsty or, Mm-mm. like, jo- there's, yeah. So, and that's, and and quite frankly, I mean, that's, it's, it's confusing to me because I am one that is so aware. I'm overly aware of my body. And I can, um, you know, and I've trained it that way. And I'm very observant of other people's bodies. Um, I can look at somebody that's coming in a restaurant and say, uh, man, his back hurts. And I never had a conversation with him. Just by the way he's just moving. Just by the way he's moving. Mm-hmm. Or I can say, man, his knee hurts. Um, and I just know. Or yeah. I can say, okay, this fellow, like, he never trains back. He only trains, he only trains uh, chest. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, he only works on the anterior side of his body and never the posterior side of his body. <laughs> Um, and so I'm just trained to to look at that. And so, um, yes, people are very unaware sometimes of their bodies. They don't know when they're hungry. They don't know when they're tired. They don't know how that uh, comes into effect. And they don't know how to implement those things in their life, which is also why I feel like my sessions are effective is because I can get that wheel turning mm-hmm. and right. get them thinking about, oh, well, I feel this way because I didn't sleep last night. Right. 
well, I can't recover and I can't progress and I can't perform well because I'm not sleeping. Right. Um, or I'm not able to fuel my workouts because I'm not eating enough. Um, and diet culture is a whole nother topic, but <clears throat> especially with women, women that think that they can lose weight and starve themselves, but your body has to have food for nourishment. It has to have real food for fuel. Your brain needs it. Your, yes. your muscles need it. Your bones need it. And yeah. people forget how that plays into effect in their lives. And so to be able to spend those sessions, whether that's an initial, <clears throat> excuse me, an initial assessment, um, working with them is to get that ball rolling and to get them thinking about why they do what they do, how they do it, and um, how that's affecting systemically their body and the people they come in contact with. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think there is a whole culture of people who, I mean, so who are unaware of the connection between right, how they're eating, how they're sleeping, and then how they're feeling. Exactly. Um, and either disconnected from their bodies or just like not putting two and two together. But I also think we're getting messages from the bigger system, right? Yes. Uh, about what we should be doing. And like, I mean, if I have a headache, is my first thought, oh, I need to take a ibuprofen. Or is my first thought, uh, you know, what, what have I had to drink today? Exactly. My gosh, I haven't had enough water. Maybe I'll drink some water, right? I think we're so used to just the quick pop of the pill, things are going to be okay, without understanding what, you know, that our bodies are telling us something. It's mm -hmm. not just about fixing the symptom. Like, let's figure out what, why this is happening. Yes. And I, I think, too, for myself is that, that I want people to understand about me is that I'm not just a personal trainer. I'm not just a CrossFit coach. Yes, those are specialties, that I have and accreditations that I have, but my sessions and my clients are more to me than a workout. They're more to me than typing up a paper and saying, here you go. Good luck. Right. Um, that it's about that quality of life and to, to even address things and to get them to address things that they are doing that affects that. And so, Hey, I have a headache. Let's drink some more water. Let's, let's not reach for the ibuprofen quite yet. Let's just, Let's just improve um, our hydration. Right. And so I just want you to remove one glass of, of tea, so an eight-ounce glass of tea, and I want you to replace it with an eight-ounce glass of water. And just try that for a change. And try it for a week and just see how it goes. Because what they're, what they're doing long-term is that eight ounces of tea a day, if you drink it six or seven days, that's quite a bit of tea a week that you're not drinking. Yes. And quite a bit I'm of water that you're, you're adding in. Talking about sweet tea that's filled with sugar. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not herbal tea or <laughs> green right. tea. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, things like that. And so, you know, again, going back to that like standard American diet um, where it's just like fast food and convenience and soda and tea and coffee, which are diuretics, not black coffee, not, you know, healthy teas like green tea and herbal tea. Um, they are in kind of their category of their of their own, but things that are going to leave you hydrated. Um, and you have to think about also, you know, the things, other things that they consume, the books they read, the music they listen to, uh, their their work environment, things that have an effect on them and they don't even recognize it, and how that plays into how they feel, how they think, and then what they do. Right. And it's an all-encompassing. Um, 
it's an all-encompassing well-being. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. So what you're saying is that all of the that it is not. So people come to you and they're like, okay, I want to, you know, work on my upper body, and you're like, okay. So that that's that's your in, right? Yeah. That's where you start. Right. And then I, it sounds like slowly you kind of like. I don't know if it's the first, I don't know how you, but why don't you actually tell us how, if someone comes to you, how does it work? How do you eventually get to this kind of bigger Picture. idea of well-being? So uh, when I meet with a client or when a client reaches out, I always do an initial evaluation uh, or an assessment with them uh, where I will send them my evaluation. I'll have them fill things out like their overall health history, things that I would need to know prior to working with them. So if they have any uh, previous surgeries, injuries, medications, um, you know, diagnoses, things like that before I ever uh, start to program or um, come to a means of what I'm going to do for that client and things that I need to know before I ever lay my hands on a client. Um, So things that I would need to know, like, are they diabetic? So if they pass out in a session, I need to know, oh, their sugar was, their sugar dropped. Right. Or are they epileptic? Are they having a seizure? Right. And this is not their first seizure. Do I need to call 911 or do I need to give them an Ativan? Like, (laughs) what do I need to do? Um, And so a few of those things that I would need to know before progressing into our um, sessions. And so I will tell them in that initial assessment or the evaluation, once I've gathered that information, um, how the training sessions are going to go. And I'll let them give me feedback and I'll ask them things like, what do you like? What do you not like? And I really try to program sessions that they're going to enjoy while also being transparent and saying, okay, there's some necessary evils here. If you want, you know, to grow your bottom, you're going to have to do some squats and you're going to have to do some lunges and you're going to have to do some kettlebell swings. Like we're going to have to do movements that you may not like in order to get the results that you do want. Right. And so as we progress in those sessions, there's things that I may find. I may find discrepancies like, when, maybe when they go to do a squat, they're leaning more into their right hip instead of their left, or they're having hip pain, or they're having low back pain. And so I'm starting to see things and working with them that's not just as simple as giving me three sets of 10 squats, right. but now I have another issue that I need to address. And those are things that I learn working with my client. And so then that session is not just a workout. That session is now addressing an issue. And then at the end of that session, let's say uh, I ask my client, what do you need for me today? Well, my low back's bothering me today. Like, I really need you to, to help me work on that. So maybe we do some pelvic floor, um, you know, uh, exercises. Maybe we do some hip bridges. Um, maybe we do, um, again, some mobility um, movements to get them opened up and moving a little bit better. So that way they leave my session and they don't have back pain. Mm-hmm. Or it's alleviated, or at least they have the tools to know what to do when they have back pain. Right. Um, they're not doing a forward fold and stretching out their back, but instead they're doing a hip bridge right. and bringing it into an extension, uh, which is maybe what they need. Yeah, I hadn't um, thought about that. And so things, again, that um, from the get-go, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to come to Taylor Keys and I'm going to work out uh, 10 sessions, and I'm going to be, I'm going to lose weight, and I'm going to be ripped, and it's going to be the end of it. Well, it doesn't work that way. No. Um, I'm not. You're so, not a miracle worker? You I'm mean? not a miracle worker. <laughs> I tell people all the time that I'm not a fairy. I do not have pixie dust in my pocket. If I did, I would not be working. Um, so it just goes back to 
hard work. You have to do the work and you have to show up and you have to show up for yourself. But a lot of that starts with that first step. It starts with, hey, like I have some issues that I need to address. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to hire a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've hired a personal trainer. All right, now I have to actually show up for my sessions. Right. And now that I'm showing up, I actually have to do something. I right. have to move my body and I have to do what she tells me to do. Yeah, and probably more than once a week. And when more than once you. a week. <laughs> or twice it's, a week. Exactly. So I meet with my clients um, two to three times a week. Um, I don't see anybody less than twice a week um, in order for them to benefit from sessions. Mm-hmm. And so they need to be doing uh, strength training uh, at least twice a week in order to benefit um, their bodies and their goals. And so, and I tell them that again. Uh, from the get-go. So if you're not doing that, you're not going to see the results. And if you're not implementing other healthy habits, the other 23 hours a day outside of my one hour, then it's still not going to work. Right. So I can give you those tools. I can give you those resources. But ultimately, you have to pick them up and you have to implement them into your life. Yes. Otherwise, you're just you're just paying my bills. Right. I mean, right. Right. And thank you. But it's more to me than that. Right. That, that doesn't feel at all satisfying. Do, I don't do what I do because um, I'm rolling. Right. I do what I do because I genuinely love to do it. And I love to see people's lights come on when yes. they can't, when they think that they can't do something and they do it. Yeah. And in turn, my light comes on. Right. And that drives me into the next thing. And that gets me through my days is because I know that I'm doing what God has created me to do. Right, kind of cir- circling back to that the experience we had with your dad. Yeah. Exactly, my passion and my purpose. Yes. Um, so, how? Okay, so I was a therapist for a lot of years, and you know, I also had that same kind of understanding. Like, I'm going to see this person for one hour a week, right? There's only so much I can do in that one hour if they're going to undo it. The other, I don't know how many hours in a week, but the exactly. other rest of the week, yeah. every hour. Yeah. So it's, it's a, part of this is the buy-in, right? Mm-hmm. We have to get them, the, whoever wants to make this change or whoever calls you. It's, it's not, the, the a key maybe is it's not you doing the change, right? It's, they have to recognize that they need to make the change. It's essentially that we are their mirror, that they get to stand in front of a mirror and get to ask themselves the hard questions. So, okay, in my, in my, in my, in my standpoint, in my mirror, they may say, well, I hate this part of me. Like, I hate these love handles and I hate the, these thighs and um, I can't carry my groceries into my house without going there three or four times to my car and I want to be able to carry my groceries. Or... Uh, it may be for some of my older patients, I can't pick my grandkids up. Right. I can't reach my arms above my head. I can't put my bra on. I can't brush my hair. I can't get in down to the I can't get down on the floor and play with my grandkids. And so it's a quality of life that far surpasses maybe a self image. It's that they can't be involved with their family. Right. And so they're able to look in the mirror and they're saying, you know what? That's enough of that. Yeah, right. So they bought in, right? So it's not, yes. I mean, so that's the buy-in. And so then they call me. Do they always buy in before they call you? Or do you think that they're- Not always. Yeah, that they call you and kind of maybe sometimes the expectation is you're going to do it. Exactly. You're going to fix them. Exactly. And then then 
I would imagine the first piece of work that you need to do with them. <laughs> is I addressed it very quickly that that's not how it works. Right. Um, and so I think, too, um, sometimes, and I, I guess you have found in, in speaking with me, is that I'm very, I'm very raw, I'm very forward. And so sometimes that is taken a little bit differently. And so I feel like it's an injustice to someone if I say, all right, in 10 sessions, you're going to be good. Oh, of course. Because that's a lie. Right. <laughs> it's I'm lying. Yes. And if it is, not only does that look bad on them, but it looks bad on me. Yes. Because if they're not doing the work, that's not going to happen. And so in that initial evaluation or consult that I have with a client, I tell them it's going to be hard. And it's going to require sacrifice. And it's going to require some hard conversations. And some of those things I may have, I may have them say or go and do before they start. Um, sessions with me, I'll say, go and put on your favorite outfit. Or maybe you don't put on your favorite outfit. Maybe you just go into your bathroom and you shut the door and you're just downright naked. And you just look at yourself and you just take it in. And you look at all these things that you love and all these things that you have grown to hate. And then maybe maybe those bring up memories for you, maybe it's a C-section scar or an accident that you had when you were a kid, or um, maybe you have a, a, a weight loss journey and you were once 350 pounds and now you're 170 pounds. And maybe that just brings about a lot of emotion for somebody. Mm -hmm. And maybe sometimes it's standing in front of your spouse and saying, look at me, look at me and see me and have a spouse look at you in the light and not in the dark, and and just, I don't know, take each other in. Right. And it creates that connection with yourself. It creates that connection with your own image and who you are and what you've been through. And then also it creates a connection with your companion. Yeah. And it says, wow, like I get to look at my husband or I get to look at my wife and they've bared my kids and they have been through this. And so it brings up this very raw emotion. Very vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. you. I'm, that, I mean, I can't even, I mean, I'm getting tearful just thinking about it. I can't even imagine something more vulnerable than just standing there completely yeah. naked. And we never look at our, we never really look at ourselves. No. We don't want to. It's something we're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta cover this up, you know. Or we look in the mirror, like, oh goodness, like, let me put my face on before I go right. out into the world. Right. We do, we don't look at ourselves non-judgmentally. Exactly. Right? I think we are always judging and comparing. And so that initial consult that I, where I encourage my clients to, to do that for themselves, whether that's, and again, it doesn't have to be completely, you know, naked. It can be in their favorite outfit. Right. Um, and being like, hey, I, I really like the way this looks on me. And mm -hmm. it just, you get a chance to just really take yourself in and to bring an awareness to your body and bring an awareness to your habits. Like, if I want this, then I'm going to have to do A, B, and C. That's just the fact of the matter. Do you find that, that people often know what they need to do before no. that? You really? No. Um, well, it goes back to that awareness. There's people that, uh, let me rewind. Yes and no. <laughs> there are people that do. And then there's people that have no understanding of 
of anything. Like what's a healthy <laughs> meal? What's a what's healthy a, meal? Or how much water they should be drinking? Exactly. Uh, yeah. um, and two, I think that goes back in what our society has done. It has done a really poor job and advocating and educating health in our communities and our societies. Like example, we have that involuntary just reaction to reach for the ibuprofen yep. instead of reaching for the water. Yes. Almost always. Yes. Um, we have that involuntary um, action or reaction to um, go through Chick-fil-A drive-through instead of, and maybe instead of ordering a uh, spicy chicken sandwich, we get a market salad. Right. You know, and or maybe we get our condiments on the side yep. instead of drenched over the top of our food in a restaurant. Yeah. Um, and so we are just programmed to just take what's given to us. Yes. And I think instead of actually getting to decide right. what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, th- I think bigger than that is that what's I mean, the insidiousness of the unhealthy ingredients in almost everything we eat, like unless you're eating whole foods from a local market, local farm, like there is crap. You have no idea what you're eating. <laughs> in everything we eat. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so there is like, so, yes, there's a ton of education that needs to take place. But what I was thinking about was like when, um, you know, certainly I know, and I mean, maybe I'm not because I, I have done a lot of reading and stuff, but um, I know that if I wanted to feel better, eating a big brownie before bed is probably not a good choice, mm-hmm. right? I know that, right? And yet I do it anyway. Yep. Um, so I mean, that's what I was, that's kind of what I was saying. Like sometimes I would imagine your clients come in and you say, "Yeah, well, you can't drink ten diet cokes a day exactly. and think that's not going to have an impact." I know, I know. Like I need to stop, you know. And yet they don't, right? Um. Like I said, it's a yes and it's a no. So there's clients that they know what they're doing, but they're not ready to – it's scary. Change is scary. They know what they're doing, and they know that it's not right, but it doesn't keep them from doing it. Right. But in reality, we all do that. We know better, but we don't always do better. Right. So how do you work with that? Like what what when you have a client who's doing that, how do you work with that? Awesome. So – what I first do is I do the I start with baby steps. It it takes no, it's not it's not going to help them for me to give them a whole nutrition program or go into their lives a hundred miles an hour when they're not even ready to go ten. Um, they have to be a willing participant and an advocate for their own lives. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said before, maybe it's replacing something with something else. Right. So I don't rearrange anything. Maybe it's just that I simply add a cup of water and I say, try doing this. Or maybe I say, okay, you need to be taking a multivitamin every day. And I'm not talking about getting multivitamins from the same place that you get your toilet paper. I'm saying get a medical grade multivitamin that actually has nutrients in it that's not pumped with flavors and fillers and only a fraction of of nutrients, (laughs) but actual vitamins that's going to give you nourishment because you're obviously not getting that in your diet, especially if you're following an American standard diet. So maybe it's just implementing a consistency in their life. Like, I want you, before you ever start your day, if you, let's say you start your day at 8 o'clock 
and that's what time you have to be at work, you have your bottle of vitamins and your water sitting beside your desk in the morning. So if you need to bring a jug, if you need to bring your coffee cup, and instead before you fill it with coffee, you drink water before you fill it, and that's your incentive, then that's what you start with. And then you just create some consistency and structure, and then you build on that consistency and structure. And so you, and I keep track of that. So example, if they start on a Monday morning, I'll follow up with them throughout the week and I'll say, hey, how's it going today? Like, have mm-hmm. you taken your vitamins and your water? And just knowing that they're going to answer me, right? They've, they've done it. right? And then what you find is usually at that two or three week mark, they're either staying with it or they've completely fallen off the wagon. And so at that two or three week mark, usually you find that they're still either doing it out of obligation. They're doing it because they know that I'm going to contact them and they want to be able to tell me yes. And so they do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Or they're doing it, they maybe started out of obligation and now it's become a desire. Now it's I want to and I actually feel good and this is actually a positive change in my life. So now I'm going to keep doing it. Right. And so that's how that starts for them. Right. And so at that point... They're ready to take on maybe another small exactly. change. And they're starting to see value in what is being offered that far surpasses a training session. Right. They're saying, wow, this this girl is trickling into my life now. Now I'm able to get up. I'm able to start my day and I'm able to focus. I'm not wanting to strangle my husband. I'm not wanting to, right. you know, push my kids off a cliff. Like, you know, whatever that is right. um, that gives them some some steadiness in their life. And I feel that that, and I find, not feel, I find that that's what a lot of people want is they just want something sturdy. They want something that grounds them. Mm-hmm. And so maybe for some, that's what I am. I'm their anchor. I'm kind of there to anchor them back to their center and saying, okay, we need to start here and then we can move forward. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, you know, a plate of spaghetti where every noodle touches the other noodle right. and there's just mass chaos. Right. But instead, it is structure. You do A before you go to B. You do B before you go to C. And then they feel like they can get to where they're going. Right. So you're kind of – you are also – I mean, it sounds like a very grounding presence. Mm-hmm. Yes. In, in their life. I mean, and I would imagine that people have a hard time – well, I know I was going to say they have a hard time leaving you, but I but – I, I, I would imagine that you work with them until they're ready to go. Yes, um, as long as a, as long as a client needs me, I'm there. Um, and obviously, there's people that have you know continued on with me, you know, for two years, three years, um, and they and they, they they'll take gaps or, or breaks during their time. Um, again, life happens, holidays come around, vacations happen, things like that. But they always come back and they say, "I need Taylor. Mm-hmm. I need you in my life." And it goes back to that light. Whereas I need them too. It's like we draw each other right back. Right, yeah. but yeah, and I, I'm sure what they. Obviously, you guys are providing different things for each other, right? Exactly. For them, they're providing, or for for you, they are providing um, a feeling of um, making a difference, mm-hmm. impact. Yeah, and for you, for them, you are providing, um, you know, accountability and consistency and caring and nurturing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, um, and. 
uh, like I said, you know, when they start sessions with me, they may they may they may buy a package for ten sessions. They get done with that ten sessions, like you know what, I really do need this. You know, and like I said, they're starting they're starting to see that value that it surpasses that hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about uh, you know that workout, but it's also what's ha- what else is happening outside of the workout. Right. And well, it sounds like you are not you're not you're not strict about that. Okay, your sixty minutes is up. Like I'll see you in two days. You are very aware and very kind of involved in what's going on in their lives and and recognizing when they need that extra, you know, text. Yeah. The next day or. Um, you know, you, if they cancel because something's happened with their kids, it sounds right. like you will be yeah, there to check human. in. Yeah. They're human. And that's, that's what I, that's what, uh, it goes back to that, that mission. Like I want to leave people better than I found them. And it's not just physically. And I want to be a human being being and not just a human being doing. Mm-hmm. And so I found that when people actually be, and they sometimes stop doing that they find that solace that they find that that grounding and just to stop and sometimes it's just to stop and pray like hey mm-hmm. we're not going to start our session right now because you you've lost a mom and an aunt this week and your kids started school and you just need five five minutes mm-hmm. and so i'm going to take that five minutes and i'm just going to meet your need mm-hmm. and i'm going to lift you up and then we can start. Right. And sometimes all it takes is just a f- – it doesn't even take five minutes. Sometimes it just takes a pause mm-hmm. before you just get – before you start into something. It's not just showing up and saying, all right, here's the kettlebells and here's the push-ups. Let's go. Right. It's a, re- it's a real checking in with them. It's a checking in. Yeah. It's, it's saying, how are you? Yeah. And I will look at my clients and I'll say, how's your body feeling today? How are you? I may address it and just be like, how's Fran doing? Mm-hmm. Like – so, and before I get into that session, I know their need before I ever start. Right. And I can kind of, and even if I had something else pre- programmed, I can completely change gears in a workout and say, you know what? We're not going to do that today. We're going to do something else mm-hmm. because you're just not feeling up to this. Right. So if I find that their bodies are not able to execute what I've programmed, it makes, it's not going to do them any good no. for me to beat their body down no. if their right. body is not prepared for that. Right. It's right. not a, it's an injustice to them. And so I get to change gears and then that they get they trust me and knowing yeah. that I know what's best for them. Right. Right. Yeah. So so kind of um honing in on that spirituality piece um and and the prayers. I mean I'm, I would imagine there are some people you work with who are not Christian. Right. Um but even that just taking those moments mm-hmm. and just sitting quietly. Yeah. Probably does for them what praying does for you, right? right? It's just that slowing down, kind of recognizing that, um, you know, I, recognizing whatever they're feeling and feeling connected with somebody who is validating that. Exactly. It's, and like I said, sometimes it's not even it's not even the prayer. It's just that somebody cares. Yes. Somebody cares and they're receptive and it's saying, let's just pause for a second and take a deep breath and just be grateful that we get to move today, that our bodies are able, that we are able, and that our needs are met. Mm-hmm. And and once they kind of find that, like... That sense right, of gratitude. That gratitude. Yeah. That, that, that grounding, that anchor, then they can move forward and they don't feel so... Frazzled. Frazzled. 
<laughs> exactly. Can you tell I've been there? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when I go into the gym, I'm like, I just got to work out. As I just opposed work to out, just, I yeah. get it all out. Yes. As opposed to just kind of taking a breath and like sitting and with whatever I'm feeling and just moving. Being. Yeah. Just being and then approaching the workout in a more thoughtful way as opposed to just knocking it out. This is what I said I was going to do today. So I'm doing it. Exactly. You know? yeah. um, I think we can all use a little bit of that, just kind of slowing down and, and practicing gratitude. I mean, that's a really important piece, Yes. however we practice so. it. Very much so. So Taylor, let me ask you this. It sounds like you offer a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Can you tell us what, um, what your specialties are? Yes. So um, often people contact me for one-on-one personal training, like I've said, in home or in gym at CrossFit Hickory's facility. Um they also uh, contact me for nutrition coaching and um, postural and movement correction, so basically mobility needs. Okay. Um, but my specialties are some good old-fashioned strength training um, that emphasizes unilateral movements uh, and a variety of, of equipment. So, again, it can be kettlebells, it can be body weight, it can be um, dumbbells, barbells, you name it. And then... Uh, also, I would say my specialties are hit style workouts, so high intensity interval training workouts um, for addressing cardiovascular and metabolic needs, uh, particularly with my weight loss uh, goal driven uh, clients. Um, and then I love to coach CrossFit and I love to teach Olympic lifts. Um, but I would say that my I would say that my best skill set um, that a lot of clients come to me about and and tell me that is worth every penny in our sessions is uh my their mobility uh, so the postural and movement corrections um and so they just tell me that they leave their sessions feeling relieved and lighter and ultimately uh better than i found them awesome so somebody if somebody wants to work with you you do a, an assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, is the first assessment? Do, do, if there's, do you send them paperwork to fill out? Do they come in and meet with you with you first? How does that all work? So I send. I will send them evaluation through their email, or text, however they choose, and then prior to our consult, I'll have them fill that out. So that way, if there's any gray areas or things that I need to address in that consult, and it gives them kind of a guide to follow before they meet with me, like what is she going to expect of me, what questions do I need to answer, things like that. Um, so kind of like guiding questions, mm-hmm. um, and it allows them to sometimes to think about their lifestyle and their habits. Uh, going into the consult. Um, so it may be like, well, I may ask, like, how many times a day do you eat? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times a day do you use the restroom? Um, so it kind of, it's not just like what they're consuming, but it's also how their body is responding. Right. Um, and so once that assessment is done, they meet with me, we have a consult, I address those questions, I get a little bit more feedback and fill in some of the, the missing pieces from that. And then I tell them how the sessions are going to go. Sometimes in that consult or that assessment, I'll do certain movements. So I'll look at their body mechanics. I'll have them perform uh, like a sit to stand, Mm -hmm. um, which is a basic squat. I might have them do some type of push movement or a pull movement. I'll check the range of motion through their joints. How's their flexibility? How's their mobility? And so that way, before I ever program a session, 
I know that person's body and what they're capable of before I just go in blindly and say, all right, we're going to do burpees. And they might not even be, they can't even do a push up. Right. And so I have to be able to start somewhere with my client. Or if they have an orthopedic issue and I say, okay, I've had two total knee replacements. um, And I've, I've been out of, and my last total knee was three months ago. Yeah. And I was just cleared by my PT. I'm like, mm, okay, probably need to follow a different protocol here. Yes. Um, so there's things that I need to take into consideration before I ever work with that client hands-on. Um, and then we'll proceed into the sessions. And then some clients may say, I would like for you to weigh and measure me today. And I'll do that. I might, you know, take a, a waist-to-hip ratio, uh, arms, thighs, things that they want to address. And I'll just say, okay, just know that while you're strength training, your weight may fluctuate right. or your size may fluctuate. And you may lose fat, but still something has to expand in that area. So you may see numerically numbers change, but just know that that is not a means of an end-all, be-all. Right. That is not the outcome. Right. Um, body composition can change despite where the weight's going. Um, and so, again, before we proceed I have a full understanding of where they are um, with their overall health and how their body moves. And then they know how they're going to progress moving forward. Um, and sometimes in a workout, I'll say, okay, how do you feel about using a barbell? And some people are like, no, not about it. I'm like, okay, I'll stick with the, the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll stick with the dumbbells and the kettlebells and bodyweight stuff. Uh, for some people, I might have more of a hit style. And then for some people, I have more Olympic movements, Olympic weight lifts and things like that. Um, so, so you do the assessment, you kind of get a feeling of where they are and then do they immediately sign on for 10? Like how, how does it then progress until they, or do you say, look, to address this issue, this is what I recommend. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's the next step? So after the, after the, um, consult, um, I'll say you need to be meeting with me at least twice a week in order to see results. It depended again on, um, their goals, it might be three times. Um, and we'll set up a schedule, something that works for them. So it might be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 a.m. or Tuesday, Thursday, 5 o'clock, whatever that is for them. And so we go ahead and we get that in place so that way they already have a schedule and an appointed time that we're going to meet. And that can be in their home where I come to their home. I bring my own equipment. We establish a spot that we're going to do the workouts um, each time that I'm there. And that may change if we want to. Like if it's nice outside, we can go to a carport or a driveway or a porch. Or maybe we stay inside because it's like today and it's raining. And um, But something that they know that they can do and they feel comfortable with. Or um, we may meet at CrossFit Hickory, which is also a facility that I train out of. I use their facility um, to meet one-on-one or, or group sessions as well. And so they may want more of a gym setting. They don't want to be at home. They have to leave their house right. to actually work out. And so that works better for them. Um, and so we establish that moving forward, a schedule, how many times we're going to meet, and then where we're going to meet at. And then most of the time it is a it is a package. So they purchase 10 sessions from me. And then once we get to the closing of those sessions, then we choose how we're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds good. And so um, going mobile, which is awesome. I mean, I think that's such a wonderful thing to offer people. But I imagine there is a radius. Do you, is there? Has, have you ever been asked to go? Like- yes. So I've been asked to go um, 
like example, I live in Hudson. I've been asked to go to Boone. I've been asked to go yeah. to Morganton. And so I really try to keep my radius um, from Lenore to Hickory. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably within that like 25, yeah. 30 mile range. Yeah. Um, so again, that's a whole nother vision in itself, but um, that's why I also offer virtual training. So if people can't meet with me in person or at, like whether that's at their home, me coming to their home or at CrossFit Hickory's facility, I also offer online programming. So if they still want Taylor Keys, they can have Taylor Keys. Right. Uh, but I can provide a online nutrition coaching or an online workout program that I send to them and then they can follow that and then still consult with me once a week. Um, whether that's through FaceTime or through text message or whatever. So that way they're still getting that contact with me and still getting that structure. That's awesome. So how would one contact you if they wanted to use your services? Um, So the best way to contact me is um, on my cell phone. Um, So that number is 828-851-0802. They can text or call me. Um, they can also reach me on my email at tktraining828 at gmail.com. It's all lowercase. Okay. Um, so either by email or phone. Uh, again, best way to reach me is my phone. I only check my emails at the end of the day. So if you want to speak with me. Um, Say that number one more time. 828-851-0802. All right. All right. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. This was such a fun conversation and a really inspiring conversation. Thank you, Fran. I appreciate it. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.